0: Thinking mostly, I don't know if we can give an entire podcast to me giving Jeff shit for things, but we could try for it. All right, shoot. Okay, so I'm gonna write down the notes here at the bottom. Let's put give Jeff shit about sour beer, give Jeff shit (laughs) about betrayal.
1: One thing is that I've actually joined an RPG campaign. Uh, sorry eric but it's a uh it was actually a system called big eye small mouth it is peak anime and just
2: big eye small mouth makes sense checks yes. out it...
1: yes sorry sorry how, does, was it, was how does it vomiting. feel to leave me
2: laying dead on the ground like that
1: <laughs> it feels great not to to be honest oh okay you know <laughs> <laughs> no it's I know exactly how to
0: start this nonsense off. I know exactly what to do. You guys ready for this?
1: Da, 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 Probably da, not, da, but da, here we go. Da,
0: da, da. It's been a while since we recorded. Welcome to yeah. Spiel. My name is Jacob.
2: I'm Jeff. And I am Eric, also known as Electronic Rick.
0: Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> Most
2: of <the> electronics but <laughs> Ricks.
0: Let me tell you something. Uh, it's A lot of things have happened since the last time we recorded. I believe the last time we recorded, we talked about... Um, I think it I said about my uh, trip to Disney, Disney. trip. Yeah. It yeah. was like, what, February, maybe? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the news lately. <laughs> but the world is on fire. <laughs> Fucking 2020. <laughs> oh, Just remember, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. The memes of that are fantastic. Yeah. Who put Fire Tornado down for September? Because I want to know who's getting the bingo right now. Jesus. I, I don't I, have Fire
2: Tornado, but my card does have. Uh, lizard people for November, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the election.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Uh... So one of the things that started, and um, I talked about this in the special episode that Bedtime Gamers recorded, um, that we were, that we put into the feed, and uh, but I'm going to say it again: I started a brand new job. And between that and the pandemic, I really was not in the mood for like recording or editing podcasts. So that's why we were just gone, you know, and I think a lot of people can agree with that sentiment and the new job I really enjoy. I'm a medical librarian and I get to round with doctors and uh, different parts of the hospital. And so the craziest thing about these doctors is they have some great stories about some patients they've had before. And because I am not uh, because this is a situation that I was not involved with nor therefore I can speak about a story I was told at least about something that happened. Tell me, Eric Jeff, what have what is the most you've done to try and stay awake to uh, to do things?
2: Have you ever made a coffee with Monster for the water and then added a five hour energy?
0: No, <laughs> didn't you? Well, neither
2: have exploded? I. But I've but I've, I've 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 done like four or five hour energies at one sitting and. <laughs> Everything went really fast for about two and a half hours, and shit got sketchy.
1: He could see the universe. I could. I could taste purple. <laughs> um, so. I've had coffee. I've drank Monster Energy drinks. I haven't done anything uh, too drastic, like drinking four hour. Four or five hour energies, or combining everything into some ungodly mixture.
2: Well, see, here's my here was my thought process. I was like, if I drink four of them, that's twenty hours of energy, <laughs> mind you. I was I was seventeen. I was seventeen when I did this. So yes, but you learn math when you're like five. I'm so confused. Do you about think this? that I ever did well in algebra? The answer is no. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, how about this? Have either of you ever heard of edible ice cream? Edible ice
2: cream? What? Are we talking like edibles?
0: the marijuana
2: edibles as ice cream?
0: Yeah, so appar- apparently when I Googled it, edible ice cream is means like an edible's marijuana. But that is not what this 20-year-old took. This 20-year-old took something called edible ice cream that the doctors listed for me about... Four different ingredients. I can only remember two of them that stand out to me because those two that stood out to me were meth and battery acid. Oh, hell yeah.
1: What the Yeah, f-
0: yeah. Huh. So having, tell me. This guy was having a great fucking time. Well, his, his, his buddies made it for him. Tell me, why do you think he wanted to take this? Probably because he's a millennial and he wanted to die. I mean, that too, but or no. Or he
1: was cramming for a final...
0: Yeah, cramming for a final—that would be—that would be, you know, maybe a good way to take like something. No, no, Jeff, he did it so he could stay up later to play video games. Okay, my man, how's that for? What's how's that Geek spiel. What? Jeff, have you ever consumed battery acid for your hobbies? Please tell me you have, because I'm otherwise I'm going to question your dedication <laughs> to the things you enjoy. <laughs> Extra Life Twenty Twenty Battery
2: Acid Edition. (laughs) Oh
0: my god! (laughs) It's for the kids, but the meth is for us. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome back. I was floored by this because we're like, why don't you just take Adderall or something or like I don't know, like (laughs) why don't you take four, five hour energy drinks? It doesn't work the way you think it will.
1: (laughs) So for those of you who are just listening in on your first episode of this. (laughs) <laughs> welcome to Spiel, where we talk about
2: this.
0: No, no. Anything. The, the, correct, Anything.
2: the correct opener is, welcome to Spiel, where you can't hold us to standards because we don't have any.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bringing that one back, and we're going to keep using
0: it. That is, I I, I got to hand it to you. That is, that is the best, <laughs> the best tagline we've ever had. I almost forgot about it. I got to remember that. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I saw it
2: in one of our discords. No, no, no. I was looking at the, at the old podcasts and you put that in the notes for it. And I was like, ah, yeah.
1: Cause we have no standards whatsoever. Well, I, I can't speak for the others. I kind of do, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh... they're questionable. Not untrue. yeah but jeff,
0: you're you're very, you're very easy to drag down with us. So. Oh, God, yes, of course I am. <laughs> so speaking of people who actually have standards, um i I am going to let everyone know that Geekenspiel is now officially part of what we call the Peach Geeks Network.
1: Yes hands.
0: Peach Geeks is a network of podcast blogs and such. It is um, if you want to get really real, it is just our friends coming together and combining all our resources together into one cool thing. So it's, uh, you know, geek and spiel is a big part of it, and of course, bedtime gamers, Sean and Emily's podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, which which is which is going strong and doing well, and any of our streaming services and blogging stuff will all be under this kind of umbrella network of Peach Geeks to kind of like. It, it, it's it's sort of like pooling our resources. We're all going to be separate entities, but we'll jump around. You, you, this is very common for podcasts. The difference is, like other podcasts, are like really official and they have sponsors and money and like probably legal things. And we just slapped a name onto a website and we're hoping it fits. So, if you
2: would like to give us money, please do so.
0: We will gladly take whatever you give us. We will we will hawk anything. Flaming hot Cheetos done. Mountain Dew. I already drink enough of that? Let's go. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That hooker at the corner of the uh of twenty and thirtieth definitely
0: Don't you be down on Dolly? Don't you be down on
2: her <laughs> see in a, in augusta right. terms in augusta terms, that's fifth and broad, so
1: mm. <laughs> but anyway, as Jacob said, we are now part of peach geeks that we combined with the bedtime gamers and I hope you guys enjoy our content, and if you don't, please don't review Bama's, please.
0: Yeah, if you have any problems, please direct everything to Emily and Sean Horan at, who has their email, Um, <laughs> please, send, <laughs> please send all complaints about this podcast to <laughs> the Horan family. And I
2: also <laughs> want to make a shout out that um, as part of the whole Peach Geeks thing, We've also started doing a movie podcast, which we are calling Peach Geeks Movie Freaks, uh, which originally we were just calling Movie Freaks. But apparently, somebody else had that idea already, and we didn't know that because we're bad at this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Movie Freaks is a podcast that has apparently like been around for over 300 episodes. And I'm sorry, we can't just steal somebody's name if, if they have 300 plus episodes and are still recording. So... That was bad. So we're going to be peach geeks, movie freaks, which I guess you can call PGMF, which kind of works. Peach geeks,
2: I, motherfuckers.
1: I've, <laughs> I voted for geeks. cine geeks, but nobody said anything. And I feel like I'm being underrepresented here. And I am I, done. I am I, out of I, here. F you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> I, Wait, I I'm, I'm already home. Get,
2: see, see. Here's the problem is that I like it. It's a good idea but i already said the other thing on the other things
0: we're <laughs> <laughs> only we're only 3 episodes in only one of which has been released and it hasn't even shown up on on iTunes yet i'm sure we could change it if we really if we really feel like we need to which we which we may we'll come back to it i'm sure we're fine for a couple of episodes
1: before they sue us please don't sue us
0: <laughs> oh god we got to figure this out yes. also peach geeks is something that like peachgeeks.com was taken, but no one's using it. Someone's just sitting on it. And apparently, there's a Peach Geeks, which I think a, a bunch of people who who make films, they're not film reviewers. They, they think they're actually creators, but we couldn't find much on them. So we, we kind of jumped on the name there. Because mm-hmm. uh, most of us are in Georgia and most of us are, most, all of us are geeks. I was going to say most of us are geeks, but uh, I don't know anyone who does anything with us. Who can walk away without calling themselves a geek in some way?
1: Okay, so now after that nearly 13 minutes worth of uh content, I guess banter (laughs) Banter. is it
0: getting dark in here because I think Jeff's throwing a lot of shade on me right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you mind if we uh started getting into the uh stuff that we've been doing the actual (laughs) content of this podcast?
0: Jeff, take it away.
1: Okay, so I know that it ad- that I added it last, but I want to talk about it first. And this is a game that Jacob and I have played a couple of times, one of which was with the said uh, podcast hosts of the uh, Bedtime Gamers. I totally didn't forget about that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, tell me about this, yes. because I was just sitting at home last weekend and saw a bunch of messages in the Discord I got very confused.
1: So, the game I want to talk about is one called Root. So, this is a tabletop board game that I'd say is a cross between a uh, war game and Redwall, where each person plays a separate faction. You have the Woodland Alliance the Marquis de Cat, the Eerie Dynasties, and the Vagabond. And each one plays significantly differently, but they're all after the same general goal of uh, scoring the most points, uh, the most being 30 points. To quote Ron Burgundy here, I am trapped in a glass case of emotion <laughs> because Jacob and I, uh, I've played this game with, uh, another podcast person who is actually reputable and actually has like, <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> ecl- <laughs> hold <close> <laughs> <half and> on. <so. laughs> i'm sorry this is
0: why i put down in the notes give jeff shit about betrayal because <laughs> it wasn't enough for him to be hanging out with the in the peach geeks discord and stuff he he's freaking like he's in like seven other discords that I, that i can tell at least one of which is a, le- a, a a a quote here legit podcast so secret cabal you've just made my enemies list also i'll see you guys for games later It's fun hanging out with you. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But here,
2: most of my discords are just, like, for all of our tabletop things, and then uh, my friends when we decide to play games on the internets.
1: But, uh, sorry, back to Root after all of that. Sorry about throwing the shade there, Jacob. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, we started playing... Well, at least I started playing Root fairly regularly. And to say that it's been kind of a roller coaster of an experience for me is kind of an understatement because first game, I liked it a lot. It was very cool. Second game, less so. Third game, this one was with the bedtime gamers. That was rock bottom for me. I couldn't get anything done and I. I may have participated in a behavior that is unbefitting of a of uh gamers in general, and I apologize to Sean and M for my behavior and not to you, Jacob.
0: apologize to me for insulting the podcast you're on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but seriously, I apologize for my behavior there, but then the last game that I played, it was actually. It was actually a lot of freaking fun, even though I got destroyed.
2: Is, but, this, is this the one you decided to start like Thursday at 9pm?
1: Yes. <laughs> and then, so, I was the Erie Dynasty, the birds faction, and just, it's the type of game where it rewards you for playing more of it, because you get an understanding of the faction that you're playing And I understand, Jacob, you want to play all of them, get an idea of who you like, who you don't, which is absolutely great, yes. But it also really rewards you for being familiar with uh, just that one faction, like how to keep the balance of uh, being of not being enough of a threat for everybody to gang up on Yuan, in which I, last game I did by just vomiting uh, all over the board, my bird soldiers and whatnot. But I've won my board. But overall, I've had a very good experience with the game, except for the one with the Haran's, which we will eventually rectify later on,
0: but are you questioning the power of the Marquis de Cat?
1: Cats rule. Meow.
2: <laughs> but are you from the butthole cut? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes. Oh, overall, the game is wonderful, and it was recent. Finally, getting to the point of how we were actually playing it is—it was actually—it actually came out on Steam on early access. And tell me, Jacob, how is this an early access game? This looks like a almost finished product.
0: Well, on the one hand, there are a couple of errors that are that are glaring that had to be reported. Remember, we played oh, and yes. there was um, there was a whole error where I had to like essentially sign out and sign back in. Right now, people are talking in the discord about how they can't pick which faction they want. And at one point during someone's turn, it was like a piece of coding that came in on the screen, which was funny. But besides those, Jeff, you're right. This is the most gorgeous gaming app I have seen. Period.
1: Yeah. And just leader games and, uh, digital did a wonderful job implementing it. And of course it's an early access on steam. So there are bugs that they're going to have to work through, but, if Blood Rage Digital did anything close to this, it would be good. But, of course, Blood Rage Digital, just they forced it out and just... I haven't personally played it, but I've heard horror stories of how bad it was. So, Asmodee Digital, learn from Di- dire Wolf Digital. Oh, I just avoided Do looking better.
0: at it. When, when when i saw the reviews on steam and it was like virtually unplayable this is the worst thing ever i'm like nope I guess i'll play blood rage not on steam then
1: hmm but yeah that's me and who wants to go next um
2: yeah, yeah I, I guess i guess i will throw in here about
1: experiences
2: that make you angry and yell at your computer <laughs> <laughs> um which i have not really had so much with this game yet but I feel like it'll happen at some point. So as you both know, uh, I am very big on Dark Souls. I love my Dark Souls. Um, You're big on for Dark Souls. Two. You're big
0: on mas- masochism. I,
2: except, for, except for Dark Souls 2 because it wasn't made by the, the same director and it's a terrible game. And anybody who thinks it's a good game can come and fight me and we'll work it out that way. Um, <laughs> but there is, there is a new game that has just come out from a studio called Cold Symmetry. Uh, This is their debut game that they've made, and it's called Mortal Shell. This game is very Dark Souls-inspired, but it's different enough to where you're not like, oh, it's a clone of Dark Souls. Um, The biggest thing to me, the biggest thing is, in Dark Souls, when you die, you go back to your checkpoint. Now, that happens in this game, too, except for the fact that you get a second chance. So when you when you get knocked to zero health, um, your spirit more or less, and I'm going to go into this a little bit, your spirit pops out of your body and you can run back to it and re-inhabit that body and you'll go back up to full health and stuff like that. The other big thing is that with Dark Souls, you learn a lot about the game through reading item descriptions But with this game, to unlock like the full information about an item, you have to use it. Um, So like in the beginning of the game, I found a loot and I was like, sweet, a loot. What does it do? And it didn't tell me. So I had to play the loot 10 times to learn what it does. And what it does is it makes enemies angry at you from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, that? Who's that sitting in my poison swamp playing a loot? I'm going to come kick your ass.
1: So this is the there F the Bard meme.
2: Yeah, basically. But the, the big thing about this game that uh, is, is kind of a detractor for me is that there's only four weapons in the whole game. Um, there's a big sword. There's a bigger sword. There's a staff thingy that is also on fire. And there's a, a hammer and a pick or an ax and a pick. Um, those are your four weapons. There's no magic. There's no um, fun things that make things go boom. <laughs> no fun things. <laughs> no, no no boom things. Um, and then another thing, which I like this about this game, but at the same time, I'm still kind of trying to figure out how I feel about it because it has its pros and cons. Cause um, the game is called mortal shell because you're a wraith of some kind and you can possess corpses. Now there are four huh. corpses in the game. There, there are four bodies. There are four, they call them shells that you can possess throughout the game. And they have predetermined stats you don't you don't level up like uh, when you level up in dark souls it pulls up a stat board and you can say I want more endurance or I want more vitality um, it's very D&D classic rpg-ish right but with this that's not how that works you get predetermined stats and when you level up the the shells you unlock new abilities rather than having stat increases and unlocking those abilities actually also gives you more lore about that shell, who that person was when they were alive. So it's cool, but I don't know really how I fully feel about it yet. I haven't beaten a game. Um, and I've told Jacob this as I'm playing it. I'm keeping track of my thoughts because uh, I want to write an article like we used to do and have that put up on the website. But that's really all I got for that.
0: I'm looking forward to that article. We'll, we will bring the articles back eventually. Or we could. I mean, we, we're putting it together.
2: It's it's just a matter of doing it.
0: Yeah. That's always the hardest part. So a lot of things have changed in the last couple months due to the nature of the world being awful. And, uh, yeah, so let's, let's see some things that have nice. happened. Uh, oh, so uh, we got a cat that hates us. And then Eric helped put a computer together that hates us and no i love this computer it, i was just kidding i was kind of going off on a pattern there uh which is great because now i can do things <laughs> like like stream and and be part of the pc master race which i'm i, I totally get i totally get it now
2: yes one of us yes of us. i don't i made a believer i don't
0: get the i don't get the mouse and keyboard thing i'm sorry i'm a controller guy all the way it's just it's too hardwired in me now to change i'm too old and stuck in my ways but that's besides the point
1: it it's depends okay, on the game.
0: So what we're gonna do is is, and this is actually really got me excited. So I'm gonna, I've got a bunch of Lovecraft games that I wanted to break out. I'm gonna do now for the spooky season, and Anita wants to stream for the spooky season. She wants to play Costume Quest and stream it. So Dude, one and nice. two. So I I purchased it off Steam, and that game is adorable. And I think. Watching you to play games is going to be interesting. Right now, she's uh, neck deep in what is it? The Mario game, Paper Mario, Paper Mario, Paper Mario, Mario, whatever. The Origami the Origami King, King. and uh, <laughs> which the, these games are always like really funny with their with their text. But she's having a hard time with the combat system. She does not like it, and I think Jeff and Caitlin have both indicated frustrations with that.
1: The combat system is enjoyable, but. You need a payoff for it. Mm-hmm. You need leveling up. Mm-hmm. You need experience. Mm-hmm. It gives you none of that. Nope. It gives you coins. You just want to run around waiting for battles, yeah, which are important. But it's for me. It's gotten very samey very quickly, and I haven't picked it back up. And looking at watch about. Two months, I think I
0: thought it's gonna be like two hours. <laughs> I didn't even know that game's been out that long,
1: yeah, I think it's been out for a little while. It
0: has been, but it clearly but, didn't make a big enough splash.
1: The story, the things are wonderful, but just it got very samey very quickly, and I moved on to bigger and better things. Go <laughs> to
0: <laughs> which we'll get to in a second uh i think my topic here what i want to talk about though is is we, we, we had to make alterations to our lives you know you got to deal with having a computer and a cat and other things and whatnot and new jobs and wearing masks and being responsible and one of those things wear your
2: damn mask wear
0: your mask wash your hands oh hey guess what let's play a game if your nose isn't covered are you technically wearing the mask no no cover your nope. damn nose you idiots Anyway, uh, so one of the things that we've indulged ourselves a bit is there was a certain show that's coming out that's out now. I think it's I think tomorrow is like the fifth episode release, and that is Lovecraft Country, which is a HBO TV adaptation of a novel. The author of which has escaped me at the moment, but that's okay. We can look it up later if it's that big a deal. And uh, I saw the trailer for this.
1: Podcast magic
0: <laughs> the Internet. So I, I quickly grabbed the book and read it very quickly, and it's very good. Uh, it's about a, a black family in the 1950s who get caught up in this kind of whole world of uh, the the occult and arcane, and uh, it's not in, it's not it, it's Lovecraftian, but it's called Lovecraft Country because the main some of the main characters are they they read tons of science fiction fantasy, and it's kind of bringing up like a part of the country. Where Lovecraft is from and how they're not welcome there kind of thing, you know, and uh, and basically because because Lovecraft had a lot of problems with race, which is one of the biggest understatements we've said in this podcast, if not ever. And so it's kind of it's interesting because it's a white author and you wouldn't know reading it because it's a very. It's a very authentic-sounding novel in terms of, like, the experience and what happens. It's, it's very good. It's very enjoyable. It's not a very long read. I recommend it. And they've taken this, and they've turned it into an HBO series, mini series over 10 episodes. And after seeing the trailer for it, I'm like, I need to watch this. So I, I begged a certain somebody, Jeff— to let me use his 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 hobo max <laughs> account or his his HBO whatever account there.
2: Oh, you could you could have just asked me. I get that for free.
0: Oh well, I didn't oh, know. A- well, yeah, right. What do we even? geez. So 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 AT and T gives it
2: me, gives it to me for free because I have their internet. But they also before that gave it to me for free because I have a cell phone.
0: Isn't it also because like you work for them?
2: Oh, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> of course <laughs> it not. Know. It's just, they're just like, you pay your phone bill and your internet, you can have HBO. It's a $12 value every month. Okay.
0: I logged in to watch it, and then I saw everything that HBO actually offers, and I said, no. No, I can't. I can't have another... I just can't. I can't have another streaming service. And then a few weeks later, I had to go in with somebody now and we're sweating <laughs> HBO Max because because there's just like Steven Universe is on there and he's like, "Oh, I need this." And all of the And how dumb is this? All of the Studio Ghibli stuff is on there. I have that stuff on Blu-ray and I still want access to it streaming. And it's just God, I'm stupid. I'm such a I'm such a yeah. schmuck. And it's uh, because... all of South Park. What's yeah, that? what happened? All of South Park. Oh, uh, the True Detective season one, and True two, Detective and three. Was so good. I watched it's, it all.
1: I still haven't seen season three, which
0: I. Uh... Oh, and I say I watched all, I mean I watched all of season one, and that was incredible. It was, oh, it was inc- so good. Incredible. And so, damn you, HBO! Damn you to the to the gates of hell! But Jeff, you can get rid of my account now if you want, because I went in with Nolan, because I think yours is associated mm. with your actual like subscription
1: like yeah, your, my your, tv subscription yeah. Your tv
0: subscription yeah so so nolan and andy is sh- are sharing with anita and i and um and oh god I'm, oh god i'm so weak. Also,
1: i'm so weak <laughs> and also the fact that all the dc most of the dc universe stuff is moving to the hbo max which is yes. amazing
0: okay i'm gonna talk about that in a second too but i first i want to talk about lovecraft country so i watched the first episode yes. and it was really good you guys
1: so really good. good.
0: Then I watched the second one, and I had problems. It was not as good, and a lot of other people who watched it because I was looking online to see if anyone else shared the opinion I had, and there were a lot of people who were like, "What the hell happened?" The it was like a one eighty between the first episode and the second episode. I'm like, "Ooh," and since then I haven't picked it up mm-hmm. again. But I'm going to because I heard that episode the like the last two that happened were really good and i'm hoping that it just gets back to being good again so i'll probably just binge them all really soon but i'm excited to get back into the show and jeff is right because all the dc stuff is also on hbo max and you're saying well jacob what stuff does dc have that's worth watching and i'll say well obviously not the movies but (laughs) but you know what is worth it they're television shows And they're animated shows because Jeff can speak more on this than I can because I know he's a big fan of Doom Patrol, which which
1: has just been
0: renewed for a third season. But the first two seasons of the Harley Quinn show are on there. And Anita and I watched the first one. The first season was available. uh, I forget where I think. I think we're able to get it through our direct TV. And it was the funniest thing I think I had seen this entire pandemic. We were cracking up so hard it is such a incredibly violent incredibly crude and also just kind of very genuine and funny and sincere in a in a sick and twisted way and i cannot recommend this enough and if you're saying jacob you're talking about harley quinn and steven universe is there anything you're watching that's not animated and i'm gonna say shut up it's a pandemic i'll do whatever the hell i want let me enjoy myself (laughs) jeff
1: and speaking of uh, watching animated stuff, because segues are amazing, and I you're am really so good. I'm going to interrupt them. you
0: because before I signed off of your thing permanently, I add a little thing to your watch list. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> oh God! For the pandemic, I have been uh, catching up on my Netflix queue, which has included a couple of cartoons, including. The Dragon Prince and Cheer Up and the princess of, Princesses of Power.
0: Jeff, cartoons are for babies. It sounds. Why are you watching cartoons? Are you a baby?
1: And- <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Shut <laughs> your fat <laughs> mouth. But yes, Cart car- cartoons are generally for younger audiences, but just the format of Netflix and uh just the shows themselves were so compelling for me that I basically spent a couple of days just binging these show both shows so I'm going to go in them to to both of them in order for a second the dragon prince is from the creators of avatar the last airbender and Honestly, they built a very compelling fantasy world uh, with uh, more like uh, medieval fantasy versus like uh, Eastern mythology uh, uh, world like an Avatar. And not going to be spoiling anything, but I, I really dug the Dragon Prince. First season was pretty good. Second pre- season was was better. And then third was just like... They just... They were Fast and the Furious with the nos, And they were just like... <laughs> Hit it! And just... Oh, so good! The animation almost brought me out of it because... They were trying a lot of new techniques, and you could you could see it in that series. Like there was some stuttering, there were some lip syncing issues, but overall, it was a good good show. I recommend watching it. And honestly, it is nowhere near as bad as watching something like The Wire, where you have to get past the first three seasons to get to the really good stuff the first season is like i said was all right but from there it just it just started cranking it up cranking up and honestly the payoff for it was fantastic and also they represented interracial relationships same-sex marriages, things like that—all very well. It's not like they came at you and hit you over sledgeham over the head with a sledgehammer with it, like Chainsaw massacre. But <laughs> it was very, fl- it was very fluid. It was very natural with it, which was awesome. Less so with She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Because, Shira was is a good show as well, but they took the same things—the interracial, the same-sex marriage, uh, same-sex relationships—they stuffed it in a uh, in a freight train. They put like thirty thousand gallons of NOS in it. They put Vin Diesel at the helm, but. And just and they
2: sent it uh, to space
0: basically yes. In space.
1: They took that sledgehammer and they hit you over and over and over with it. As much as this is gonna sound weird, it was kind of a good sledgehammer bashing.
0: What is wrong with you two? Why are you both such masochists?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I can't I can't speak for
1: Jeff, but I know what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> but she-ra they're current i believe they're currently f- four seasons out i'm not sure if it's getting renewed for another one but it's a modern retelling of the classic she-ra cartoons from the 80s i think? think so so
2: i i yeah. have a question about that isn't She-Ra like he-man's sister or something?
1: They don't get into that stuff; they kind of have it as their own kind of oh Shira's this uh ancient figure, but they don't get into like the history of it. They don't mention he man. the closest they do is by using her uh transformation- magical girl transformation uh phrasing for the honor of gray skull but there's no real mention of like not
2: like not in regard to like the, the new thing, but
1: like the old one, right? Uh, unfortunately I don't really remember too much about the old one.
0: And oh, I okay. said, Hey,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, It's me. Skeletor. Uh, like, I
2: don't want to feel good. I want to be evil.
1: But yes, with, with she it first and second seasons were very lighthearted. Third season, they really started kind of getting into the emotional things. And just the way that they handled the characters were awesome. Probably one of my favorite characters was actually one of the main antagonists, who was Catra, who is a cat person jacob (laughs) (laughs) jacob and the cat (laughs) but uh, her growth as a character from season one through season four again was a roller coaster of emotion like i understood her backstory again not getting into spoilers here but she did some stuff that made me want to freaking hate her so much, and then at the last season, she got really sympathetic, and I'm like, okay. Ah, uh, so it she did a zuko. zuko. Yes.
0: Also, okay. Jeff, I don't know what you were saying with that cat thing, but I am not a furry.
1: No, I remember. I'm sometime? not a furry. Uh, coffee time. Coffee talk. Coffee Sorry. Talk.
0: Oh my god, the cat person.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: You know what? We're going to we're going to come back to that. Yeah, thank you. I now have another topic to talk about. <laughs> Continue, Jeff.
1: But yes, both series are were very well done and they did representation in kind of in different ways. Where Dragon Prince was much more kind of subdued kind of oh, this is a natural thing. We're not going to make a big deal out of this. While with She-Rot, it was, it was still kind of a natural thing. Like, hey, this stuff happens. But they, they just bash you over the head. Like, see this? See this? See this? See this? <laughs> and just, <laughs> but I enjoyed both of them. And both of them really got, like phenomenal in the last seasons their most recent seasons so i recommend both just know that she is is much more appealing towards the younger kids versus dragon prince which is still it dragon prince is still catering towards the younger generation younger uh demographic but it's slightly more mature than uh, She-Ra, at least in my opinion.
0: I've heard fantastic things about both of these shows, and I think maybe we'll have to check them out because people kind of put She-Ra in the same boat as, like, Steven Universe with a lot of its, like, story and signaling and such. And uh, and also, you bring, you bring up something, Jeff, that you're saying Dragon Prince, the same creators who did Avatar. Well, Avatar came back to Netflix during this pandemic season. And of course I rewatched the whole thing and I think my biggest frustration with Avatar is that I cannot get Anita to watch it and I it's it, it I don't understand. Are you? Here's here's my thing.
1: Do you can with
2: You can you can wait until you edit and publish this or you can tell Anita that I said it, but if she can watch Steven Universe and love that, she can watch Avatar: The Last Airbender and she'll love that.
0: I know, right? And you know what really bothers me is, you know, what we're watching right now. We're, we're bouncing back and forth between Gravity Falls, which I'd never seen, but I'm enjoying, and Clone Wars, the TV show, because my wife is a closet Star Wars freak. And I don't think she would admit it, but I think she's, like, really into Star Wars and is, like, hiding it from me. Because she's like, oh, hey, yeah, um The Mandalorian's kind of coming out. I just wanted you to know that. Oh, yeah, and um oh, Star Mandalorian. Wars. Mandalorian. And and uh, and uh, oh, we, clone, we can watch the Clone Wars tonight. You you want to watch the next Clone Wars? You know, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, like okay, okay, I get it, I get it.
2: <laughs> this is the way.
0: This is the way. This is the way. Also, yeah, the next season's coming out, and uh, uh yeah,
2: so, comes out right after my birthday.
0: Hooray! Oot, oot. Good shit. What is the next thing happening here? Mistborn.
2: So yeah, I can, I can talk briefly about this this first experience that we had. Um, I'm not really going to get into like any of the actual, how the game works because it's a learning process. I've read a lot of the book. Caitlin posted a primer in the discord channel and I'm still trying to figure it out. But suffice to say that I love me, my Mistborn. I read them books. There was a video game that was going to come out at one point and that's not happening now, but there is a tabletop game. And I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with it, but um, I, I I've never really run an RPG game before. You know, I know we we did the the one shot for Extra Life last year, and I I think that went okay, right? Well, like I'm not confident though. in I'm not confident in my uh, ability to run a game like that, and I'm still really not. So I'm very kind of like cautious about how I do things. Um, but with this being, I I feel like. Is a, is a more character-driven thing. I'm not trying to be like, hey, there's a thing happening there. You should go do it. I'm, I'm more like, hey, what do you guys want to do? Figure it out, and I'll make it hard. Um, <laughs> that's 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 pretty much what it is. They have to come up with a plan, and I have to fuck it up. But we, we had the first session uh, on Thursday, and I think it went pretty well. Everybody told me that it went well, and I think they're just patting me on the back, but we'll see. It was fun. The the system, you know how we were playing uh, Blades or Monsters of the Week, you were rolling two D6s. Uh, the whole system in this one, you can have up to 10 d six that you roll, and what you want is you want to have matching pairs for to get a success. But sixes don't count. Sixes are special. Sixes give you Let's say you, you succeed in a role and you have a six. Well, that six makes it so that whatever you succeeded in doing, you can add a little extra flair to it. Be a little uh, fancy jazz hands kind of thing.
1: <laughs> jazz hands.
2: Um, and other than other than that, that's really all I have to say. Um, and the fact that I was forced to role play a lady of the night in a brothel the other night.
0: <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing
2: it's not a bad thing i just wasn't sure like if i was being good with my voices <laughs> because i'm not i'm not going to sit there with this voice and be like yeah i work in a brothel no
0: that's not no you don't know what people are into uh, it, again i'm not a furry and, anyway
1: and honestly, you can lie to us but can you lie to yourself and honestly we get spoiled with things like critical role and you need to remember that you got to do what you got to do
2: oh that was a whole conversation in our oh yeah in our facebook in our, face- in our facebook chat the other day because jacob linked day was it was it you there was
0: this poor guy he's like this guy is like said he was crying I don't know if it was a guy or a girl they were crying and they were like I'm DMing for a group online and I love DMing so much that I'm taking like acting classes so I can be better at it and I'm like what the hell and this one person basically has been holding it in for all this time and then is like no this is boring you're not as good as Matt Mercer you can't do voices you blah 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 and this and this and that and this really hurt the person and he thought he or she thought they were at fault as opposed to this Jackass player. Are you kidding me? Somebody, somebody, no, no, I'm sorry. And Eric, this is another reason you don't need to be so like worried about yourself. When you put time and effort into putting a world together for people to play in, essentially, when you are, when you are essentially in charge, you're refereeing, you're you're acting, you're every single person so that these idiots can go around and say, hey, I seduced the dragon. The least you can do <laughs> is just shut up and let the DM do their thing, okay? If the DM sucks or is abusive or is bad, then yeah, I get that. But when someone's really trying and you're not stepping up, then you can just, I don't even know. Go die in the fire. Yeah, yeah. you can eat a bag of dicks.
2: Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing about that, first of all. First of all, I don't 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 for the love of your don't tell somebody oh you're not as good a DM as Matt Mercer well we're not as good of players as Matt Mercer's players first of all fuck you second of all say yeah fuck you second of all Matthew Mercer himself has has posted a comment on a reddit thread which I think I also put into the into the group chat, where he says you don't have to be like me we are professional actors and we've been doing this. I've been DMing for 20 years and, and all this are like, at least he's cognizant enough. Like I love critical world. It's great. It's funny. They have a good time. It's fun to watch, Um, which I have just as much fun whenever we do stuff. Right. Even though I feel like I don't do anything except for hit things with acts very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but that's the thing is like, Don't do that to somebody, right? Even Matt Mercer. If Matt Mercer says, don't try and be me or don't hold your DM to the same standards as like we hold ourselves to it's for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Sit, like like, sit down, shut up and enjoy the game. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and I have to say, since, since you're bringing this up too, this is one of the things that really bugged me in a personal level with the pandemic. I mean, besides the fact that almost 200,000 people are dead by the recording of this podcast. Um, Yeah. Is just like the joy that this entire situation has taken out of me. The stress, the 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 grieving we're all doing about like the way the world is and the way the world works is that it's sh- stripped a lot of role playing joy from me. And before you started doing Mistborn, we were doing what was it called Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. So this is a system that I believe like Jeff's favorite, one of their, his favorite podcast people, and I love them too as reviewers. Shut up and sit down. I think this is one of their favorite role playing games. And I like and, and our friend Elena was running it and and she did a very good job. It was her first time DMing anything. And after a couple of weeks, I just could not, I was not putting in the energy. And I realized that I was the one that wasn't doing the right thing for the DM. And the DM's wondering if she's doing a good job, what am I doing wrong? Nothing, nothing. Sometimes it's the player. So be nice to your DMs. They they deserve they deserve love, and you should give them money. And by them, I mean give me money for all the times I've DM'd. Eric, you should pay me. Is what I'm getting at.
2: I'll give you a nickel. I'll take a nickel. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> If my boss is listening, which I know you're not, that's not true. I just poop on company time because I got to go.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. When you got to go, you got to go. Um, I want to hear about ghosts, specifically ghosts in places that are in Japan.
1: Ghosts of Tsushima? What? <laughs> but, yes. And and ghost in Japan?
0: Yes. Wait, does Tsushima mean ghost?
1: So, uh, Japan, What? Well, it's an island of Japan. Gotcha. Sorry about that wasn't working there for a second. I blame sour, <laughs> but but yes, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a PS4 exclusive game that came out what around the same time as uh, Paper Mario Origami King.
2: Yeah, it's been out for about two months, right? Yeah,
1: so just about two months, and I bought both of those, both of them. And to be honest, I am really glad that I switched over from uh, from Paper Mario to Ghost of Tsushima because Ghost of Tsushima is, you're playing a, a samurai movie. You are playing the Blade of the Immortal. You're playing the... Um, seven samurai you're playing the last samurai you're except you're not tom cruise of course but uh
0: thank god then what's the point
1: but you are playing a samurai movie you're playing a uh samurai during the invasion invasion of the mongols and just ah oh, it is so beautiful it is an amazing title for the PS4 to go out on. Because uh, PS5, is, I believe, is coming out at the end of the year, right? Or
2: Yeah, it'll be around November. They'll launch it before uh, Christmas because, you know, you got to make that sweet, sweet Christmas money. Yes.
1: Yep. But, but um, Ghost of Tsushima is an excellent game. It is... Not a Dark Souls type where it's a difficult game to play, but it has meat on it. You switch between being an honorable samurai and introducing skills learned as basically a uh, brigand, a uh, no-holds-barred type fighter, which goes against the a uh, code of bushido and honestly i've spent the last 2 months doing side quests <laughs> i've played the first couple of main story missions to get certain items that make combat easier but the amount of content the beauty of the environments and just going in and slaughtering everybody is It's a fun experience. Sometimes you go into combat and you realize that you're underleveled, but you have the skills, you have items that kind of balance that out in your favor. Just it's so cinematic. You can get people into quick draw events where like literally you do like the old samurai movie moments of they draw the swords and one of them just starts spurting blood you do that and oh it feels so good i'm sorry i'm i'm nerding out about this game it is it's so good
0: i'm excited i've been wanting to play this for a while
1: yeah i've i've been wanting to play
2: it too and i have uh two things that i want to add to what you're saying about it is um first of all my my brother who Jacob knows, George, uh, also got the game and thankfully enough has been avoiding spoilers because I told him I plan on getting it at some point, but I still have not because it came out while I was in the middle of the 100-hour journey of Persona 5. Um, <laughs> he told me more or less that, like, during the events of the game, the main character basically invents the concept of Shinobi. Yes. So like yes. So like that's 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 the first thing, because he's like, yeah, there were no there are no shinobi on the Isle of Tsushima, so the guy invented them.
1: Yeah, it's cool. He becomes an assassin and just you can go around it stealth wise, you can do with the samurai. I do a mix of both is part of my play style and just it's it's so satisfying
2: it's so then so then here's the other thing i want to add on to this is people have been begging uh ubisoft for years to make an assassin's creed game set in japan right mm-hmm. but sucker punch did it first <laughs> <laughs> yes and sucker punch for those of you who don't know made the infamous games Love infamous which very good They also made uh, Sly Cooper,
1: and they're a Western studio.
2: And they're yeah, they're a Western studio.
1: And Japanese studios have congratulated them on making a Japanese game,
2: which is yeah. I've seen I've seen stuff on YouTube where they're like, yeah, they did it. They did it really good. Good for America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Way to not fail, Americans. For once in the last four years, right.
1: Also, just a little aside with it, they do have the option to do the black and white grain uh so like the old oh yeah and also you have the reverse dubbing (laughs) you can change the audio to japanese (laughs) and it's and you can watch them speak with the english people uh with the english words uh the japanese audio with the english uh speaking and you get the, you get the reverse dubbing effect, and it is. Yes. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't tried it myself yet, but it sounds amazing.
2: So, uh, this game, this game was made by a Japanese studio, but uh, Sekiro, um, which is made by From Software, who also made Dark Souls, because it's very much the same thing, like set Shinobi kind of thing. The default language option for the game is Japanese. And it is really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I still got a, I still got a nerd out on this game. Boss fights, it changes from third person view to uh, almost an over sh- over the shoulder view, and it's Ooh. always it's focused on both you and your and the uh, boss on either side. And oh my god, it's it's so good. <laughs> It it looks like you're in the climax of a samurai movie. You are facing, you're the good guy facing the bad guy down. And this whole game is, I love it. I love it so much. I've always been a fan of Japanese culture. This is the embodiment of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not, not gonna lie but it's it's just i love these i love these these types of things i love martial arts i love like these samurai type movies and just it's so good (laughs) i don't know how many more times i can say so good I could probably say like a hundred more just to pad out the time. But okay, I so think... Jeff
0: has uh Jeff. Jeff is an okay fan of this game. He thinks this is all right uh, Moving on. So good. <laughs> all right, I would like to remind everyone that on November seventh, this must year,
1: be good. Oh my god.
0: Oh. Uh, hold on one second. I have to make a phone call. Yes, this is the Marquis de Cat. Yeah, I need you to come kill Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we shall bring our cats to kill him. There, this is going to happen. Sorry, Jeff. Anyway, yes, a reminder <laughs> that November 7th, Saturday, we are going to be participating once again in Extra Life, a charity fundraiser where we play games for 24 hours straight to raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We will be doing them um, not together this year, clearly. We'll be doing them separately, and uh, they'll be. we'll, we'll be streaming – I'll be streaming – Everything and bedtime gamers will be as well. We we'll bouncing back and forth between ourselves for anything that's like a party game or whatnot. And uh, so, check out our extra life page. Where this year we are under Peach Geeks, so look us up. And we'll put a link to our uh, team page in the notes for today's podcast and all podcasts up until then. Which I'm very excited for this. This will be this will be interesting. I'm going to miss everyone, but it'll be it'll be fun still. I think this will be fun.
2: I think um, we should. Be in a voice chat on Discord the whole time,
1: yeah,
0: the whole time, the whole time. All and right.
1: What do you and what do you can do is you, what we can do is that we can have like the what uh, loading ready run does have our faces and then the main thing that we're playing on screen. We can figure that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out a lot of this stuff. So and we'll, and, and and we'll see because. Um, There's also a chance I might just flip you all off and just play Spyro the whole time because I'm sick of all your faces. But we'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll figure it out. There will be Spyro, though. Spyro will be happening. Because when it's four in the morning and I can't do anything, I might as well be a dragon. Dragon. I'm not a furry. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So, guys, thanks thanks for joining me. And uh, welcome back. Sorry about the hiatus. I'm glad we're all back. And until next time, everyone, thank you for joining us. This has been Geek and Spiel. I'm Jacob.
1: I'm Jeff. And
0: no, I'm Eric. Sorry.
1: I love you. Ghost of Tsushima is <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Bye. 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 So what
0: did you really think of Ghost of Tsushima?
1: So good. I don't
0: believe you. Geekenspiel is a production of the Peach Geeks Network. This episode was hosted by Jacob Gallet and co-star Jeff McKenney and Eric Bowser. This episode was originally recorded on September twelfth, twenty twenty, and was edited by Jacob Gallet. The intro and outro music is Welcome by Rocco W. For more information on Peach Geeks Podcasts or to join the conversation, join our Discord channel. A link is available in the notes. Thanks for listening.